What's up, everybody? It's Monday, October the 16th, 2023, and you are listening to Politics Southern Style. My name is Chris. I am a Southerner. Um, I don't know how that music turned out at the beginning. Just trying to start this thing out, a little pickup, get things moving in a direction. I don't know. Get myself fired up a little bit, too, you know, so I'm not too uh, down in the mouth with all the stuff going on in the world. Looks like we are headed straight for World War III. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, if it's not World War III, it's something real, real close to it. And Sorry about the sound effects there. Just trying to get the sand off my desk where the kitty cat came in and jumped up here a minute ago. So, we got this... Uh, Got this here war breaking out, and I uh, don't see anything going to slow it down. Um, we got people like Dan Crenshaw, Lindsey Graham. Uh, I think Crenshaw said, a war to end all wars. That's hilarious. I think that's what they said about World War One, And we see how much that ended the wars. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of propaganda coming out. It's hard to know what's true, what's not true. I've heard them saying there were babies beheaded, and I've seen multiple accounts now uh, from other news outlets besides the ones here in the United States that say that is not true. Um, so there's no proof of that anywhere. I think the White House even walked those statements back after Biden said he'd saw pictures, said no one has seen pictures of that. So it's really hard to know. I mean, I, I watch so much... Um, different stuff online i mean you can watch like al jazeera Mer uh, english um i forget who's funding that i think qatar or cutter however you want to say that i don't know um yeah but there's just so much stuff coming out there now, lindsey graham warmongering like crazy talking about we need to bomb every time there's a <laughs> a hostage is killed we need to bomb an oil field in iran um we are throwing out threats like crazy, telling Iran to back off, uh, Hezbollah, um, who's funded by Iran and trained by Iran. Uh, they're talking about coming in and um, giving a second front <laughs> from the north. All this is happening while, I guess, uh, full-out ground invasion is going to happen after they finish carpet bombing the entire north of Gaza, which, by the way, in case y'all don't know, Gaza is only six miles wide and 25 miles long. There's over two million people there. So they basically want to take this other million people that's in that area and cram them into the other half of the uh, country, I, although I guess they're not considered a country. I, it's, it's so messed up. Uh, when you listen to, like, the history of Israel and all that stuff and how the state became uh, a state again in modern times was through the help of, you know, England and America and stuff started, started in uh, world war one really uh, with the dissolving and splitting up of the Ottoman empire. Um, so Israel, part of that area was basically in the control of, I think in Iraq as well of the British, empire at the time um and if y'all don't think that america is an empire right now y'all are out of your minds uh biden said we're the united states for god's sake uh 
of course we can carry out multiple fronts of war and and still keep uh, peace according to our definition of what peace is as long as you do what we say uh, peace um, man uh, those are pretty pretty crazy things to be saying um, you know we moved a big air, couple of aircraft carriers I think the biggest one in the world and of course cruisers destroyers all that into the Mediterranean area I mean, I'm sure we didn't have them far away already and um yeah, some of the stuff that's been said is pretty crazy. But yeah, they they uh, people, I guess the Israelis, from what this lady was saying, who's an Israeli and a, a journalist from Israel, and she was older and gray, more gray-headed than me, so I'm assuming she knows what she's talking about. Sounds like she uh, clearly lives there. Um, I think she's British. I think she had a British accent. Um, yeah, she was saying that Palestinians were... Jews at one time, they were like before the creation of Islam by like 300 years, is what she was saying. That the term Palestinian was used by Romans as a derogatory term for the Jews, I guess, that didn't that, that were like nomadic. And so she was saying the term Palestinian was really a derogatory term used for Jews 300 years before the you know Islamic religion was even created. So they all have their um, stories about, you know, she was saying that Palestine, the Palestinians never were interested in having their own statehood and that they never had their own government. You know, they just were. Yeah, it's wild to listen to the way that it is justified. And I don't hate uh, Jewish people at all. And I, and I don't hate Muslim people. Even after 9-11, I didn't go around saying all Muslim people need to die, which is exactly what we have Jewish people saying in New York that all Palestinians need to die. And I mean, just people are saying such crazy over the top, like wipe these people like from the river to the sea stuff and uh, gas the Jews from the other side. It's, it's, it's astounding to hear people talk like that about other people, the, how quickly people talk about how could the Nazis have done what they did. And it's, you, if you can't see how easily that happens, how quickly we as a species will dissolve, dissolve into uh, just out-and-out out mob mentality. I mean, it happens so fast, and everyone is so blind to it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, well, I would never do that. I would have never worked at a concentration camp. Okay, well... Sure you wouldn't, you know, if it was put to you that way. Um, Norman Finkelstein is a Jewish uh, gentleman. He's a professor. He worked on the um, Gaza-Israel problem for 40 years. He spent 40 years studying it, and he finally gave up on it about four years ago, I think he said. And um, Both of his parents were in concentration camps in World War II, um, they were in two separate, I guess they were sent to two separate concentration camps and he has equated Gaza to a concentration camp. Now I had said before, I thought it was probably like the ghettos that they had set up, but apparently it's way worse than that. And, and they've cut off all water, power, food, everything going to those folks. And, um, it's going to get real bad, real, real quick. I mean, I don't think. I guess Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Blinken, 
uh, just did a little tour there of the uh, all the Arab nations in the area. I mean, the uh, Arab, the AU, I think, and uh, Saudi Arabia. I forget where else they went. Um. Anyway, they he, he did not receive support from any of those uh, nations, of course. Uh, and we are talking big talk, making threats, and telling people what they can and can't do. And yeah, so Ukraine is you know suffering greatly while this is happening. I think I heard just recently uh, they're talking like six hundred thousand Ukrainians have died in the war, and. You know, th- those people are not going to get that land back from Russia. And, you know, so those folks are getting killed by the hundreds of thousands. And who knows how many people are going to end up dead in uh, the Middle East over this whole thing. And um, if we really do have our open borders, like they keep saying that we do all over the news here, um yeah, I would expect to see some stuff break out here uh, in the form of, you know, terrorists, like suicide bombers and crap like that, like they used to do, uh, Palestinians used to do that back in the 80s, which is why they got uh, their late 70s, early 80s, something like that, if I remember right. I was pretty young at the time. Uh, from what I recall, though, that was part of the whole thing and uh, why they ended up putting all the Palestinians there and building this big wall because they were doing stuff like getting on buses and having, you know, the ball bearing um, pack on them and then blowing themselves up. So huge projectiles and, you know, so. But uh, how much of this did Israel know? I mean, they supposedly were warned before this happened. Um after listening to, uh, um, you know, it's it's 15 breaches. I think they said 15 breaches of the wall. And it's hard for me to believe that they could knock out communication tower on the wall and that that wouldn't just be reported as something need to be checked out immediately. Um, with the way that, you know, I've heard these people that were in the Israeli military that were to guard the wall, they're like, yeah, I mean, if a cat moved on the wall, we reported it. So... Um, I guess, yeah, you don't see the drone drop it from above, I suppose. But I mean, nonetheless, if all of a sudden you had like all your communication went out at five different or 15, I mean, at least let's say, let's say, you know, five of those were tower shots that they blasted and you not send a military in for four or five hours. That seems very strange. And, um, they were saying explanations for this are weak at best. Um, yeah, especially like they had a, a Yom Kippur's like the fiftieth anniversary of that war. Um, Iran denies involvement that they did not set this up or help organize it, but that they kissed the hand of Hamas. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's uh, you know, not good, not good at all, not good at all, folks. Uh, we can certainly hope that some cooler heads will prevail. But so far, it's not looking really good. Um, when Blinken was on the news talking, um, when he and Bibby, Benjamin Netanyahu, and they set up there their little uh, press conference before he went on that little tour, his little um, 
rally up the Arabs tour, which is not going to happen when you're, Israel's getting ready to kill a bunch of Isla, uh, Islamic people. Children, women are getting killed and bombed. I've seen hundreds of, you know, so, you know, we're going to bomb indiscriminately. And, but, you know, what they did was terrorism. It's, you know, it's pretty wild, man. Um, yeah, we've been threatening Iran not to get involved. And they said that, you know, it's, it's, so far it's a lot of back and forth. Yeah, Blinken said, by the way, at that, uh, that press conference, he said that we welcome the newly formed national emergency government. Now, <laughs> are we setting up Israel to have a king again? Is that what's going on? Because Netanyahu supposedly was being already, before this whole thing went down, he was being, um, there was hundreds of thousands of protesters out uh, against him and not wanting him in power anymore. He's a very right-wing guy, apparently, for whatever that means over there. I don't know because I'm not uh, Israeli or Jewish. I've never been over there. I've never been out of the United States. Um, but I've known and had lots of Jewish friends, uh, less Muslim friends. But the Muslim friends I've had were all um, you know, black dudes that were American dudes. So I guess like that kind of Muslim, not uh, Arab Muslims. Um, so I don't really know any Arab Muslims. I've never really been friends with any because I don't really know any. Um, so my thoughts on that are coming from the perspective of a Southern white dude. But as I started out mine last, you know, uh, Southerners, we just think it behooves both the Arabs and the Jews to settle their differences in a Christian manner. Because <laughs> that's the way we think. That's You know, I think that's why we like Israel, I guess. Isn't that what the deal is? Isn't that why we, we're so gung-ho and supporting of the Jews? Certainly, um, I don't think because they were in, uh, you know, murdered and slaughtered in the Holocaust. I think that um, we think of ourselves as a nation of God, and uh, Jesus, Jesus was born over there in uh, the little town of Bethlehem, in a little manger tucked away. You know. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! So at any rate, yeah, we think of uh, that place as the birthplace of our Jesus. And so that's why we like, I think, to help them out. I don't think we give a shit. We don't really care about most folks around the world. We don't really care about Americans, as you can see. Just uh, look on the streets of your uh, small town, and if you see homeless people there, which we do here around where I live, and we're talking some small little liberal southern towns, and still got homeless dudes so you know what it must like be like in the big cities uh, I've only seen it on YouTube and I assume those videos are real um, from what I've seen in small towns excuse me having a sip of my coffee hope that wasn't too up in the uh, microphone there I forget the lady's name and she was saying something about uh, it was on the news there one of the uh, one of our major news outlets and she was saying there is free speech and then there is and I was trying to write it down and I see here that I never quite finished writing that down it's hard having to watch the stuff and back it up and sometimes you lose track if the phone rings or something of what you're doing and uh, but at any rate she was basically saying you know free speech is not really it's not really the time for free speech essentially when you're in a crisis situation like this if it's if that free speech is going against the narrative that they want for taking military action or anything like that, um, you know, they ain't down with that. <laughs> and, uh, 
You know, as many times as I've thought about quitting doing this, I'm not because, I mean, it seems to be – I'm going to do this till they tell me I can't do it, I think, because I, I got a feeling that I'm not going to be allowed to just sit in my room and talk like this. I don't have money backing me. I don't have any supporters. I don't have any um, – nothing. So uh, I don't think that they're going to let people keep just saying whatever they want. I mean, well, I guess they are. I mean, no one's – mine's not being promoted out there for anybody to listen to. I probably suck at this. I'm probably just – I don't have enough name recognition. I don't have enough letters after my name. Um, but I certainly pay attention, and I certainly don't just watch uh, CNN and Fox, although I do watch those guys uh, as much as I can stand it just to see how much they are similar. Uh, in case y'all don't know that, you got to check it out. It's 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 flabbergasting the um, how they use the same tone, the speech patterns. They do all the same thing. It's 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 maddening, and I don't know. I think they learned it from Tucker because he does that stuff, and they do it too, like Matt Al and Chris Hayes, and um, yeah, they just really, they really. It's like they're hypnotizing. I think Russell Brand was saying that on his um, his channel. It's hard to understand. He talks so fast. He's so manic. But, I mean, I'm sure he has a team of people writing stuff, and he's got a teleprompter. I don't have that stuff, folks. I got a notebook. I got a notebook here. I got pieces of uh, paper, and I have filled up almost two big spiral notebooks doing these podcasts because I just, you know, write down ideas, and then I let it fly. (laughs) But um, I don't know if any of y'all know who Roger Waters is. Roger Waters of Pink Floyd, uh, he's gotten a lot of hate from people uh, saying he's a Nazi and a Jew hater. And uh, I just don't believe any of that at all. Uh, If any of y'all have ever um, listened to Pink Floyd albums and actually paid attention to what the themes of some of those are, it would be very hard to think that he hates Jews or anything like that. Um, Yeah, it's put out there that way. So uh, I'm going to play, he just recently put out like an open letter and um, he read it online. So I'm going to play that for y'all and see what y'all think of this. Um, Hopefully you'll get something out of it. And if you think that Roger Waters has turned into some horrible Nazi, I hope this will convince you that he's not. And uh, anyway, let me get this queued up here and we'll uh, see how this comes out. Two days ago, on the 11th, I'm going to read it out to you. It's just called Gaza, 11th of October, 2023. My heart is heavy. I'm angry and sad. I have things to say, obviously. I've been banging this drum for nearly 20 years. My message is simple. All these years, it's felt to me almost as if we're deaf to Mother Nature's calls for equal human rights for all our brothers and sisters. Equal human rights being the only antidote to war. Last Saturday, listen to allegations of war crimes. I condemn them unreservedly. I have a Palestinian friend, Loma Al-Ariya. She lives in Beirut. She texted me in the middle of the night to tell me that 11 members 
of her family, including a two-year-old cousin, were killed by Israeli bombing as they sat in the dark in Gaza on Sunday night. Naomi Klein, in an article in The Guardian yesterday, said, this cannot be allowed to go on. I agree with Naomi Klein. Here's my suggestion of what should be done. It's only an opinion. This is what should be done. One, there must be an immediate and permanent ceasefire. No more killing by anyone, Hamas and the IDF included. So what next? How to prevent future bloodshed too. Get round a big table and hammer out the bones of a one-state solution to this whole unholy mess. One based on respect for equal human rights under international law. A new state with equal human rights for all its citizens, irrespective of their ethnicity or religion or previous nationality. This new state would be an, I've written this in italics, an actual real democracy. Three, my suspicion is that the new state's constitution would need to include provision for truth and reconciliation hearings like they had in post-apartheid South Africa. Four, a side issue. Obviously, the Golan Heights are not part of any of this. They are part of Syria, where they belong. So that's the dream. My heart is still heavy. I weep for all my brothers and sisters in the Holy Land, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Druze agnostic and atheist alike. Can we all look forward together to a world without war? Do we believe in universal human rights or not? Do we dream of a world where all men and women are equal under the law or not? My father, 1914 to 1944, dreamed that dream. He died in Italy, fighting the Nazis to defend that dream. I dream that dream too. No ifs, no ands, no buts. I dream that dream too. So, to whom it may concern, please stop. Love her.
<clears throat> now, does that sound like someone who's a uh, uh, anti-Semitic dude? Um, sounds like someone who just wants everybody to get along um, to me. And sounds like he's pretty sincere about it. And, you know, we got real problems these days with just throwing people under the bus and saying that everything they'd said is a is one way or another. And we forget that people are nuanced because we really like labeling. Excuse me. We really like putting people into a category instead of recognizing that we're, you know, all complex. And if we have the courage to be an individual we won't get sucked into that mob mentality of hating everybody and all those people are different um was it judge a man by the content of their character not the color of their skin that was what martin luther king talked about and we are certainly getting away from that and even when we uh think we're not i think we are a lot of times doing it and i think we're judging folks by what we see instead of uh, what we hear from them and and mostly from their actions because Lord knows a lot of people lie these days and it seems to be a real epidemic of it's okay to lie um, because uh, I guess it's because people have their truth and you know people argue over what the truth is I mean truth should be fact based I don't I don't think it should be um, subjected to perception. Um, Anyway, yeah, hopefully this isn't going to get real ugly soon. Um, Obviously, our economy is in bad shape here. Um, Contrary to what Joy Behar said on The View, which was, uh, you know, she's like, people are having an easier time putting bread on the table, and she doesn't understand why people are always ragging on Biden because he's done so much to help working-class people, and I, I don't think that most people think that way maybe i'm wrong Uh, maybe rich white folks living in the city feel that way but with the housing uh, market the way it is no one can afford a home of their own um you know so maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm right maybe it's somewhere in the middle maybe i give you something to think about i don't i don't know Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But, uh, you know, if you think Roger Waters is an anti-Semite, I think that uh, you should probably listen to those albums again. And um, Yeah. Maybe smoke some weed. I don't know. Maybe that'll help. I don't, I'm not sure. But um, anyway, I want to thank you all for listening. I don't know how many of you are out there. Not many. <laughs> Tell your friends if... Uh, you think you're getting anything out of this, I'd love for uh, more folks to check this out. Or if uh, someone wants to have me on and talk to me about my crazy opinions on their podcast, I'd be happy to do that. Um, anyway, oh, love you guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. And maybe uh, we'll get it all worked out soon enough. Now, let us celebrate under one symbol.
is officially underway. Jews, Christians, and Muslims have united, ushering in 10 years of Van Halen. Out in the crowd, people are celebrating like never before. Israel is the happiest, rockin'est place to be. Hey!